You are listening to the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, Episode 9, 10 Simple Ways to Improve Your Audition Book. Let's get started. What up, what up, what up, everybody? Maggie Barra here. Welcome to the Actor Aesthetic Podcast. If this is your first time listening, then thank you for joining us. The Actor Aesthetic Podcast is produced every Monday for your enjoyment. And show notes are found at actoraesthetic.com slash podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Actor Aesthetic and on Facebook. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get on to the show. Y'all know better than anyone that an audition book can be as valuable as a firstborn child, and that is no exaggeration. In my audition binder, I love to have ready-to-go sheet music ordered by genre and era, and music that suits my personality and my type as an actress. My question to you guys today is this. Does your audition book need a facelift? You know what I mean? Seriously ask yourself, are you getting tired of singing the same stuff over and over again? Do you think maybe you have some holes in your book that you need to cover? I don't know. Ask yourself these questions. Now, I've talked about this before, but basically, so I keep an audition journal where I put down all of the information about every single audition I go on, who's in the room, what I sang, what I wore, etc. And I noticed the other day I hit like the 200 mark meaning literally I've been on 200 auditions since graduating last year, so May of 2017. And a lot of those auditions were EPAs and ECCs where I could just sing anything from my book and then have a good day and leave, which means that I sang a lot of the same thing over and over again. Now, granted, I went in for a bunch of different shows, so I'm not going to sing the same thing for a production of Music Man or Oklahoma as I will be for Mean Girls on Broadway. But that said, I have like eight really solid songs that I go back and forth between for various auditions. I'm feeling like maybe I should give my book a little bit of a facelift. I just think that lately things have been feeling, I wouldn't say stale, but I feel like there can be some improvement. And when you find yourself going on audition after audition after audition, you want to be singing stuff that you really love and stuff that you're not getting tired of. And it's very easy to get tired of singing the same stuff over and over again if you're literally singing it over and over again. So here are some of my tips and inspiration to get the ball rolling. Hopefully this will, in turn, talk myself into looking over my audition book. Um, You guys can keep me in check, but here we go. Number one, if you think you need new material, identify actors or actresses that are similar to you. 
Think of an actor or an actress that you identify with in musical theater. Do you have a favorite leading lady or leading man that you just really want the career of? Is there someone out there that you think, man, I kind of have a similar sound or a similar look, or I could play a bunch of the roles that this person's played? Do you have that person in mind? What else did they sing on Broadway? What other shows were they in on Broadway or off Broadway? Go check out their websites. Do they have their resume uploaded online? What were they in regionally? What shows did they do? Or what cabarets did they do? And what did they sing in those cabarets? Oh my gosh, YouTube is your best friend. This is the perfect way to find new material that suits your type. Number two, research songs from popular summer stock shows. Audition season is upon us, you guys. As I record this, what month is it? It's December, and I hear from the grapevine that January to March is a very happening time for auditions. That's what people like to call audition season, at least in New York and Chicago and L.A., If you're auditioning in the year 2019, you'll probably come across a couple favorites, i.e. Mamma Mia, (laughs) Beauty and the Beast, Newsies, Little Mermaid, Mary Poppins. You guys can tell Disney is on fire lately with these shows. Hairspray. A lot of oldies like Oklahoma and Guys and Dolls. Jesus Christ Superstar is being done a lot. West Side Story is a fan favorite, a chorus line. Do you have music that suits those shows? Do you have music that you can easily pull out of your book for those shows? Because those are the shows that are happening. And they have been happening for the past two years, really. They are so popular and so widely produced around the country that you might as well go ahead and find music that suits these shows now before you get to audition season. Number three, identify and fill in the gaps. So I want you to take a look at your audition book and really look hard and think about the eras of music that you're missing. Do you have something that fits 1940 to 1960? Do you have something that fits the the grand pop musical Les Mis, Miss Saigon, Cats era? Do you have a Sondheim song? Do you have contemporary musical theater? You have pop rock? (laughs) If you had an audition for a 90s pop rock operetta today... A traditional Rodgers and Hammerstein musical tomorrow, a contemporary musical theater audition next week, and, uh, I don't know, a new Disney musical that same day. Would you be ready with music to cover all of the bases? Think about it. Number four. Embrace the most popular composers of each era. Off the top of my head, we got Rodgers and Hammerstein, Sondheim, Lerner and Lowe, Bach and Harnick, Cole Porter, Alan Menken, Andrew Lippa, Aarons and Flaherty, now Pasek and Paul. You'll always be in good hands with classics by the most popular composers in musical theater. 
Number five, solidify clear cuts for the pianist. Okay, so whether it's 32 bars, 16 bars, 8 bars, or very rarely the full song, make sure that that puppy is clean and ready to go at any moment. This is the golden rule in my book, but I guess it's often forgotten by young actors. So if you made a cut, make sure that the title of the song is written legibly at the top, highlight musical cues if necessary, run the cut with the pianist before bringing it into an audition, and then otherwise you're good to go. But you really got to make sure that that sheet music is super clean and super easy for the piano to play so that you leave very little room for human error. Number six, one of my favorite things to do is to make a Spotify playlist for your book. Spotify is perfect for browsing original Broadway cast recordings, revivals, covers. So here's a suggestion. Make two playlists, one for the songs that you have currently in your book, and one with songs you are interested in adding to your book. What's so cool is that you can find music that was otherwise unheard of in Spotify from artists like Laura Osnes and Jeremy Jordan. Like, so for example, Laura Osnes, she has a she has an album on Spotify where she sings the Maury Yeston songbook. If you guys don't know who Maury Yeston is, holy moly, go figure it out because <laughs> get your life together. I love his music so much. So Maury Yeston wrote Nine, Phantom, not Phantom of the Opera, not Andrew Lloyd Webber's Phantom, but more Yeston's Phantom, which is stunning. And also Titanic. Now, Titanic's coming to Broadway. If you had an audition for Titanic and you had to sing a Maury Yeston song, my suggestion to you would be go to Spotify and look up Maury Yeston. This is how I found this stunning album by Laura Osnes, where she sings the songbook of Maury Yeston. And I didn't know like 75% of the songs in this album, but they're stunning. So literally just do that. You're going to find gold mines in there. Seven, find your money song. Speaking of gold mines, this is the song you absolutely love to sing. It might take you a while to find this, but once you get your hands on your money song, mm, you'll feel great when you perform it. You'll sing it in your sleep. You can't get enough of it. This song fits you like a glove and showcases you in your best light. And more often than not, you'll probably go to it. It'll be your go-to song, your money song, the song that defines you. Number eight digitize your book. I'm going to give a huge shout out to my vocal coach from Texas State University, Michael Maresca. He really made it super important for everyone to digitize their book. This is what I mean. Take some time to scan your music and upload it to your computer through iCloud, Google Drive, 
Dropbox, and the sooner, the better. Here's why. You can easily lose that music. You can easily misplace your book. I've done it before. And it's a pain, but it's not that big of a pain if you already have that music locked away on iCloud or Google Drive or Dropbox. If you got that music uploaded to your computer, then you can breathe a little bit. Yeah, it's going to be annoying to reprint your music, but you're not out of luck when you misplace your book. It's that simple. I use an app on my phone that actually literally scans the music for me. It's called, I think it's called Tiny Scanner. It's an app. I have the iPhone, so it's an app through Apple. And I just easily take a picture of the music. And once I put all of that together, it puts it into a PDF for me and I can upload it directly to my computer. It's awesome. This has really saved me, especially if I've had to print out the music a couple of times for various reasons. Maybe water got on it or maybe I had to fix the cut or redo the cut, whatever the case. I promise you, you're going to thank me later when you leave your audition binder full of your precious music on the subway or in an Uber and it's lost forever. Number nine, get rid of the unnecessary. I'm going to say this, do yourself a favor and don't wait until the last minute. Eliminate one, the songs you despise, and two, the songs you haven't sung in years. These especially won't serve you when the creative team asks for them and you can't remember the lyrics. Oh, that's the worst. I've sat in on a couple of auditions and I see young actors have songs like way in the back of their books that they might have forgotten about. And uh, the creative team says, hey, what else do you have? And the pianist looks through their music and they say, well, they have blah, blah, blah. And the creative team says, great, go ahead and sing blah, 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 whatever the song is. And the person just looks terribly awkward and is sweating profusely and is like, I don't know the song very well. You just put yourself in such a bad position. Why do that? It's your book. You can choose what's in there. You can take whatever you want out of it and you can put whatever you want in it. So you might as well just put songs in there that you really know, like the back of your hand, that you have ready to go at any moment. That's my two cents on that. And in regards to songs that you really hate, these tend to be songs that maybe your teacher gave you that you're using to work on a specific part in your voice or whatever. And obviously there's a reason why your teacher is giving you those songs because they're smart and they know what's best for you, especially if you've been working with them for a long time. But that being said, if you don't like that song, creative team's going to know. They're just going to sense it. So you might as well sing songs that you love. There are a gajillion songs out there in musical theater. And I tell my students this all the time. If I give you a song that you don't like, just let me know. I'd rather you sing a song that you love. It just makes everyone else feel so much better. Number 10, if you don't already have this, I would suggest making a table of contents for your book. 
I have in the front of my book, along with all of my sheet music and everything that's organized with dividers and stuff like that, I have a table of contents where I have table of contents underneath it says my name and I have my music listed by title of the song and on the right is the name of the musical that the song is from and in the case of pop rock it's the name of the song and on the right I have the name of the artists who wrote the song. I have it split up between contemporary musical theater, traditional musical theater, old school musical theater, like old, old, old school musical theater, and then pop rock. And within that pop rock, because I have a lot of pop songs in my book, I mapped them out so I have the name of the song and then also the era of which the song is from, just to give me sort of a refresher. I find this table of contents to be super, super helpful whenever a creative team asks me for a second song, or if they hear the name of the song that I want to sing and they say, um, do you have anything more like this? So they could ask you, you know, can we have a, another contemporary song? Do you have another traditional song? What other songs do you have in your book? And then instead of rapidly flipping through the pages of your book and going through song after song after song, just flip to the front of your book and read off the list of songs that you've already put together. It's just a really clean way of making your audition go as smoothly as possible, as smoothly as it possibly can, given the circumstances. I love my table of contents. And yeah, I change it up now and then if I put in a different song that I have for that specific audition. But other than that, it stays the same. It's my sturdy little table of contents that I attribute a lot of my confidence in the audition room to. After listening to all of that, take a hard look at your book and decide whether or not each song in that book is meant to be there. Look at each song, each genre, each era of musical theater or pop or rock and decide whether or not that song serves you in the best light. Maybe all of them do, and then in which case, just keep the songs the way that they are and go about your day. But if you come to a point where you're starting to feel a little stale and you're not really sure why or what to do, I hope that this episode sparked your creativity a little bit. If it did, let me know. I'd love to hear from you and I'd love to hear about any new songs maybe you came across because of this podcast. But other than that, this concludes episode nine of the Actor Aesthetic Podcast. If you enjoyed this, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Listen, you guys, the podcast has only been around for a little bit and I really need your help in reviewing it on iTunes. If you listen to me on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, I would really, really appreciate it if you can just leave a short review. If you enjoy the podcast and you want more, it means a lot to me and it gets the word out there. So help me out a little bit. Otherwise, you can. uh, I love when you screenshot the podcast and you post it on Instagram. Shout me out on Instagram at Actor Aesthetic. 
And for further inquiries, email me at maggie at actor aesthetic or just shoot me a DM on Instagram. Happy auditioning. It takes a village, y'all. I'll see you next week.